Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host, Fiona Winch, and today I'm joined by Eva Katsaros. Eva Katsaros is a CrossFitter by day and travel ICU nurse by night, literally. She's been in various strength sports for most of her life, but CrossFit and weightlifting started her lifelong commitment to holistic fitness. The other lessons she's learned from being a woman in the strength sports space have opened her mind and changed her life over and over again. Hello, Eva. Hi. Thank you for being here. It's it's blizzarding. Blah, blah. It's blizzarding in New York right now. So this is like kind of my ideal snow day. Like I'm glad it worked <laughs> out this way. It's perfect. Yeah, you look very cozy. I am cozy. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I um, I look a little bit disheveled today, but we did just have a snowball fight. So, you know, I I had to throw on my warmest. This is actually yeah, a blanket hoodie. So it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for this today. Um, I have a lot of questions and I'm excited to learn more about your experience in the CrossFit community and the world of strong women. So, um, I just kind of want to get started if you're down. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. Before we go like too deep into anything though, I want to know if you can explain a little bit about CrossFit to people who have probably like heard the term before, but don't really know what it means, or maybe even haven't heard of it before. Like what is CrossFit? Yes. So I can just start point blank with the definition. Uh, so the definition is constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity across broad time and modal domains. Um, and so, and um, I think one of the biggest things to clarify um, when I start talking about CrossFit is that, and I try to do this as much as I can, um, it's not as hype and crazy for everyone as people see. Um, the idea behind it is that everybody can do it. So when you see, you know, people get kind of afraid of it because they see some of the best of the best. Yeah. It looks intimidating. Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's and for someone like me in the space, it's, I mean, I love that. It's so much fun to see that and watch people just do incredible things, but the whole point of it, um, and the most broad, um, the way that it reaches by far the most people in the world is that it's something everyone can do, whether you're, you know, myself, like a young adult, or if you're someone who's elderly, there's some form. Are of, there programs? Really? Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. There's programs for people, you know, they have, I mean, it's really cool to see they have the, um, the, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. They have programs for people that, um, have special needs and for people that are physically limited by like, you know, if they are losing a limb and um, all sorts of things. So it really doesn't matter how old you are or what your background is or anything. Hmm. You can come into the gym and you can do a workout where maybe you've never snatched a barbell before, but you can do, you can kind of learn the movement and do it with an, with an empty bar, or you can do it with a PVC pipe, or you can just sort of, you, I mean, you can literally, uh, like skip. how much knowledge do you have to go in with it? Like if, if, if I didn't know any of those terms and I walked into the gym, would I just be like totally lost? I mean, there's definitely, there's a fundamental program that you'd go through with most gyms, but, um, you can pretty much go into a gym and say, Hey, this is my first class. I've never done this before. And with the expectation that your coach can say, okay, here, I'll, I'll walk you through each movement we do. I'll let you know, like what you should be doing. Um, we'll work, you know, you can work together for a minute or two to find, mm -hmm. okay, well, I can't do push-ups, but I can do push-ups for my knees, or I can't do pull-ups, but I could do ring rows. Um, so then instead of doing like all of the pull-ups in the workout, you just do ring rows. And then you mm -hmm. get the same stimulus as someone who can do, you know, 10 pull-ups in a row. Um, okay. so it's made to be, it's not even, I'd say it's, it's for everyone. Everybody can be in the same class working together, um, no matter what their skill level is. And that happens too. Like I work, uh, I work out next to people that are in their sixties and in their seventies. That's so interesting. Cause I just, I, I haven't like seen that as much, but that obviously doesn't mean that it doesn't happen or doesn't exist. It's just like, and like you said, the misconception around CrossFit being a really like yeah. hyper fit sport that, you know, is for like tip top shape types of people. Um, so that's, I'm glad that we're shedding some light on this topic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really important too, because I think that's, it's part of the, um, I, I push for it so much and 
Um, it's part of the reason that I love it is because it's for super crazy athletes. Like I love that part, but I also am really frustrated by that because, um, so many people are afraid to try it and it's, <laughs> and I believe in it so much. So, so how did you come to find it? Well, I, um, I kind of, I've known about it for a little while. Um, I, they do, I did get pulled in by some of the like super hype, like documentaries. They were like you, oh, okay. Nothing, yeah. no one in like that, you know, in particular, just like the documentaries. Yeah. I don't know. I just like saw it on my, like, I don't know if I was scrolling through some kind of some social media and I saw yeah. like an app and then I was like, what's this? Um, but I, and I was just kind of a fan for a while. And then, um, well, I started Olympic weightlifting through, um, I just wanted oh, to lift and I kind of have a similar story to a lot of people. Like I, I tore my ACL and then I, afterwards I was like, I, gosh, I need to get fit. Cause I wasn't fit in college. I didn't really work out. So after that happened, I was like, how did you, how did that happen? Oh, I was just, <laughs> I was being stupid. It was like during, um, uh, you know, those like Greek week, um, variety shows. I was uh-huh. doing, landed it a little too hard. Oh no. But I actually, I got interested in fitness and being strong. I mean, I was, I grew up rock climbing and that was kind of, you know, there's pretty much everyone who rock climbs gets pretty strong. Um, so it's always been sort of in the back background of my life, but mm-hmm. then when I was in Greek life in college, we did this and I, <laughs> anyone who, listens to this and has heard me talk about it or knows about it or did it, it's going to laugh, but we did this thing. It's like an extreme version of tug of war. Okay. And it's like so intense. And to see these girls, I mean, picture like the girliest sorority girl, mm-hmm. like in the dirt, like screaming, but just, I mean, you would Full think force. it's, yeah. <laughs> and it's so intense. So that really inspired me to like, cause I don't know what it was about that, but I just, I loved it. Like I mm-hmm. loved being like, I love being girly. Like I love like pink and sparkles and everything mm-hmm. like, but then on the other hand, being like strong and, and burly and just not afraid to get dirty and all that stuff. Like something about that. I just like fell in love. I don't know. So yeah. So then I, so then I was like, I gotta, I gotta keep, like, I, I gotta learn how to lift. Like I gotta be strong. I know I'm going to love it. And so I went and I found a lifting club and in the lifting club was actually one of my old coaches for this tug of war. So funny. (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of full circle. And then I did that for a couple of years. Um, and then a year, about a year and a half ago, I started CrossFit, uh, quarantine. It was a little easier. Oh, okay. So this is like pretty like later, not later in life, but like, not like, were you competitive or like, did you play sports as a kid or? Yeah. I mean, climbing, not seriously climbing and stuff, but I mean, I didn't really love it that much. I'll be honest. Like it wasn't something I wanted to do all of the time. It's just like, you know, when you have your sports that you do or your piano lessons and it's just kind of a chore, it felt like that. Mm -hmm. So this was the first thing that I like, I loved. I wanted to do it all the time for sure. I had this conversation recently with, um, a coworker of mine because we were talking about the sports we played as kids. And I explained, like, I was not, um, I was not that sporty. Like I did, I played lacrosse, I played basketball, soccer. Um, but I just didn't, I didn't get it. Like I didn't understand the point of chasing a ball around, um, (laughs) which, and I wasn't all that competitive, like not with other people, at least like with myself. Yes, definitely. But not with other people. Um, and I wonder now, like, I, I just feel like I would enjoy it more actually. And it's kind of that weird thing where you feel like you feel like you miss the boat, but it's like, okay, I'm 26. Like I could, I could have fun with it still, you know? Um, you know, it's weird cool to join like a softball league or like a kickball league yeah but it's but I I think it's odd because you know you tell yourself that you're just I told myself I'm just not a sporty person like I'm just not an athletic person like that's not my thing but it's that's not necessarily true anymore or those truths don't necessarily stay with us throughout our lives like they can change um and I think that can be like a mental block for a lot of people getting into some sort of athleticism or some sort of exercise or just something that they like that's like moving their bodies and some preconceived notion that they told themselves that they can't or that they're not built for that like it's not true yeah 
Yeah. I like to say that I'm fit. I'm not athletic. So <laughs> I, um, I say my athletic abilities are inconsistent. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. Sometimes right. Yeah. If there's a ball involved, I might like people will think, oh, you're, you know, you're fit. You're going to be great at basketball. It's like, I suck at basketball. I mean, I'll be <laughs> playing, but I'm not like, don't expect a lot. I promise. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, okay. I have another question in terms of just CrossFit for everyone and just getting in a little bit of the nitty gritty, like a lot of people strive for like different body types and have different exercise preferences. So what in particular about it makes it feel so universal to you? Um, well, that's what a great question. Um, you can take a second if you want to think about it. I, that's one of my, I mean, I'm smiling. I love that question because that's one of my other favorite parts about it. Um, so it's so universal because it's, I don't, I don't know like really how this even develops because it, I mean, in the end, it's really just working out for, for like time basically. Um, but in that there's endless amounts of movements and exercises that you do at every CrossFit gym. So you'll walk in and there'll be a workout for the day that, I mean, they call it the wad just workout of the day. Okay. And you know, one oh, day that makes sense. Now it you can went to a convention called Waldapalooza. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know why it was called that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Um, but one day it might be just, I mean, it could be back squats with running with, um, I'm trying to think of like things that people know, cause some of the terms are a little complicated um, with like overhead lunges or something. Mm-hmm. So that's like a leggy workout, but it also has cardio in it. So for someone like myself, you, I usually do well in the lifting workouts, but I suck at cardio. So like a workout like that, I, I don't know, that one's kind of, I don't know how I would do in that, but, and then the next day it would, it might be like all upper body and all snatching and I mean, it basically what I'm, trying to say, I'm not articulating super well, but there's so many different things that everyone's good at something and everyone sucks at something. I mean, you just can't get around that. There's no way to get around that. Um, so yeah, so I might walk in and do really well in a barbell workout and then I'm dead last in the cardio workout. Like it's just, or maybe it's a workout where there's all different types of movements incorporated into it. So I have to look at it and say, okay, I'm going to go really hard on this part and I'm going to pace myself on this part. And that's, that's another part of the fun, Uh, but it's universal because there's, I mean, until you're getting like, it doesn't even matter how, what level you're at it. Cause at every single level, there's things you're good at and there's things you're not so good at. So, you know, whatever your background is, if you come in and you used to be a swimmer, you're going to be really good at these parts of the workout of the, you know, these movements that work your strengths. If you come in and you never really worked out, but like you, you did your kind of due diligence and ran sometimes you probably do pretty well with the running. And, um, that is what makes it so universal because everyone has something that makes them feel good. Everyone has something where they're like, okay, I'm going to like kind of rock this. And then everyone has something where it's like, this might, this is going to be a humbling day. (laughs) Um, And that's really strong because it, because it allows you to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you don't walk into the gym and feel like trash ever. I mean, I guess you do sometimes, everyone does sometimes, but um, it's more often that you'll have your days to shine and you'll have Mm -hmm. your days to be like, wow, I'm, I'm awesome. And then you'll have your days to be like, dang, that was really hard and I did it and I'm going to be better. So I, um, so, uh, that's great. I kind of have experienced a little bit of that, um, from, um, okay. Rewind. I worked at orange theory fitness for, um, a few months as like a sales associate. And so I interacted with all of the new joints that came in or who were like trying it for the first time. Um, and it sounds like the same is true with CrossFit. We had a lot of people that would come in and just be really nervous and concerned that it wasn't going to be an uplifting environment, like that people would be like mean spirited or like, or competitive in a negative way, or just like not kind of 
I don't like looking down upon people who are not as fit or who haven't been doing it as long or um, aren't as fast, aren't as strong. And it's, it's like such a bummer, you know, it kind of like breaks your heart a little bit and you're like, no, like everyone wants like you to feel good about yourself. Everyone wants to like help you succeed here. Everyone wants to lift you up and like make sure that you're walking out feeling better than when you came in. Um, and I don't know why that notion is just like so popular that, that you could walk into a gym and people would not be nice. It's like, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I will say, um, I think there is like, I don't know. So this is, this ties into another thing. Um, you know, some people that go to the gym and they say, well, I don't need the social aspect. Like I just, mm. I go at like 5am and I don't talk to anyone. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's fine. I, I mean, maybe you can get your, you know, your social outlet from other places or it just, I don't know. I, I don't really buy that though. Cause I think in order for, uh, for you to get the most out of an exercise or, um, you know, I hate, I don't know why I don't like that word exercise. It sounds so boring to me, but um. <laughs> it sounds like something that you're just checking off the list. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, I think like having the both, um, support and the challenge around you is really, really important. Um, not only because it's, I mean, I think it adds more depth, but, um, when you're struggling and you have someone like you have that voice in your head that's telling you to stop and telling you you can't do this like this mm-hmm. is too hard and then you have somebody who's on the outside saying keep going you can do it. like you're fine keep going mm-hmm. and that creates a pattern so you know whether or not maybe you know maybe some people that go to the gym by themselves they have that in their head like they I mean I have that in my head for sure yeah. but it took a while to get there so it, it certainly has, it certainly helps to have someone else on the outside. Um, but I, I think that's incredibly important. So I think when you go to the gym by yourself, especially when you don't really know what's going on, that voice in your head takes over. Like, I yeah. can't do this. I'm like, everyone's looking at me. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that's true for, you know, anyone who, who's not used to going to a gym, um, I think that can happen. And even when I, even when I go to a normal gym now, sometimes I'm like, mm, I feel, I feel a little weird. Um, so I think it's got a lot of having people around you gives you a lot of, um, momentum. Yeah. And you found like quite the community, it seems like, and like I mentioned earlier, it sounds like you just came back from a convention. What was that like? Yeah, it was cool. Um, it's called, yeah. So Wadapalooza, um, it's just like a fitness competition in Miami, but it's also like, it's basically like a festival, like a music festival, but for fitness. That's so funny. And it was great. Cause yeah, I found uh, amazing communities. And since I'm traveling now, it was like every single community I found was all in the, that space at once. So I saw people from like four different cities across the country and it was oh, so cool. It was, yeah. Wait, amazing. where are you right now? I'm in Florida. Oh, okay still in Miami or a different part? Uh, I'm in West Palm beach right now. Okay. I God, I have so many questions too, about like your travel. I see new, (laughs) I see, I see you nursing. Um, um, how often do you travel? Uh, about every three months right now. Okay. So are you going to be in Florida for a minute? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, I didn't want to stray away from that, but I just had to ask. Um, okay, cool. So, okay. This is kind of another question just in terms of like, like you said, the voice that's taking over, you walk in, you're probably, there's probably days when you really don't feel like showing up mm-hmm. and what does keep you motivated? Like what does keep you driven? Um, I, I mean, at this point, it's definitely a habit that, um, I mean, I go almost every day. So it's sort of like, I have to have a really good excuse to not go, um, other than just, I need to take a rest sometimes, but, um, I, um, I, I will say sometimes the social aspect will kick in, just be like, well, I want to see people like, this is my chance to see people and kind of refresh, like, cause I'm, I'm a bit of an extrovert. Um, but I don't, I mean, I think I started, the thing about it is like, I started off pretty small. Like I didn't start going every day. Um, and now it's just, 
I can't even explain it. It's like brushing your teeth. You just, I just get up and go. And even if I don't, if I don't really feel like going, I mean, the hardest part about going sometimes is just getting there most of the time. That is literally, uh, we have a gym in our apartment basement um, Mm -hmm. and it really was a game changer for me last winter because there is just no way I could have like, I was just, and it's funny, I feel like I was just too sad to go outside, Mm -hmm. but um, being able to just go downstairs and then you just, it it really helps. One of the um, back, one of the basis of CrossFit too is just general preparedness. And so it has like, it has military, so the CrossFit was created, it's like a military-based program. Okay. Uh, It was created to train people who were first responders, military personnel, um, people that needed their bodies to be in tip-top shape to Mm -hmm. perform their job, basically. Um, So I also, I also think about it in that way a lot. I mean, that's kind of, especially with being a nurse, some of the things that I've Mm -hmm. seen with people that don't take care of their bodies. Mm. Uh, that's a big one for me too. I just, I can't really imagine at this point and it's not even, you know, I haven't been doing it like crazy long really. Yeah. Uh, but I can't imagine not, you know, too much. You've seen too much body. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a big, I mean, and that's probably an underrated for me. That's probably a little bit of an underrated part of it. Cause I have so much joy and so much like fun with people and traveling and seeing different places, different gyms, mm-hmm. but the very basis of it is it's the mental and the physical preparedness for everything else in life. Yeah. So just to transition to that a little bit, because like historically, as we know, I feel like mental health and physical health have been separated, you know, but they're so intertwined and we know that now we know that now. And I think it's way more common that everyone knows that now. Um, But if I may quote you, when we talked earlier, you said that fitness breaks the cycle of negativity and brings us out of depression and closer to overall overall health. Loving ourselves means embracing challenges and failures to become resilient enough that no matter what is thrown at us, we will continue this pattern. So I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about that. Like with what does that mean in your personal experience? Yeah. So it ties together because it's it's that trend. So um you know, it's a muscle. Your, your mental health is also a muscle, like your, like your regular Mm -hmm. muscles. muscles. I mean, I, this is something I believe in. This is something that I've been taught and like, you know, I, it works. It works. Yeah. It's not like I've, I didn't discover this. This Yes. Um, but I believe this. Um, so, so the way that I see it is when you walk into a gym, it's like the best analogy that I've been able to come up with is your, your, body is the easiest thing that you can like show yourself that this works. Like if you, start push-ups yeah. every day, if you do 10 pushups every day, you're just going to build muscle and you're mm-hmm. just like, you're going to get better at it. You know, like it's not, that's not a debatable fact. It's not, mm-hmm. it's a fact. Um, so if you do that and you, you just say, okay, I'm going to do 10 pushups every day. And then eventually like they get easier, they get easier. You can add more, you can add more. You see something build you see yourself get better you've been able to do this thing physically and then you can tell yourself oh I did this it was a hard thing that I've done now I can do 100 push-ups like you just you just see it it's like a plus b equals c and then you build that pattern so now it's now you can go out into the world and do the same thing and Mm -hmm. it's that much easier because you your body like you know this thing that comes up oh this is hard like I'm about to do something that's hard Oh, but I can, I can do it. Even though it's hard, I can still do it. And so it's like the opposite of when you're kind of going through life and you hear that like negative voice over and over again, it's like toxic stuff that's filling your brain constantly. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think personally, that's like why people just are down and out and full of depression and, you know, don't have any of those good chemicals and excuse me, endorphins in their body and their brain. Um, it's cause they've just fallen into that negative cycle of just, well, I can't do that. That's too hard. No, 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 I'm, I'm not, I can't do that. I can't do hard things. I'm no good. I'm, you know, like negative, yeah. negative. Yeah. Negative. So if you, if you're experiencing that, I believe one of the ways is, well, forget the mental for right now. It's just, if I physically 
do this thing. I will get better. It's just going to happen. You can't fight it. <laughs> like, there's, I, like there's something pretty um, special about it. Cause I agree. Like there's even, there have been like times where I haven't been working out or like as active for like a few weeks at a time. And then it's like that much harder to get back into it. But then once I do, it's so cliche, but I feel like I walk away and I'm like, Oh, I can do hard things, but it's also like only an hour at most of your time. Sometimes, you know, it's like the evidence is quick and it's, it's over quick enough that you're like, Oh, this isn't a long-term, you know, difficult thing. It's just an hour it's done. Um, and now, like you said, I feel like I can go accomplish other things that I might not get the evidence as quickly, but <laughs> you know, oh, I'm yeah. more patient for it. Yeah. And your body is made to protect you, you know? So when you're, when your body's telling you, oh no, you shouldn't be doing that. You can tell it, no, 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 it's okay. I should be doing this. And then it kind of prepares you for other things. Like I, um, you know, it, it just makes the rest of life a little bit easier to conquer mm-hmm. you know things just don't seem as hard when you're used to pushing your body it's yeah you know it's that it's a pattern that like okay uh like I did something that was hard this is scary I can do it I did it and then like if something doesn't go your way oh this is hard like my I must protect myself I'm never gonna do this again oh wait I'm okay we're okay that wasn't that bad I'm doing it I did it I can do it again yeah yeah and I mean, you coined the term mental balance and I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of what you're getting at as the mental balance. Yeah. 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 That's great. Do you think that there's a line ever? Like, do you think that people can be a little bit too obsessed with it or like to, or like cross a line with, with like being hyper-focused on fitness? Um, I mean, I think so. I don't like, is there a danger there at all? I I think so. I mean, I think it just depends on who you are and like what your goals are. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if you're, if you have fitness goals, then you should, you know, put everything you have into it. And that's, that's how a lot of the people that I interact with are, they have like very high fitness goals. Um, so the caliber that I see is pretty high. So, um, so it's hard for me to say like, yes, because I really always think that like, you know, you can do more, you can do it. And, um, it's good for you. And I, but yeah, I I mean, I think it just depends. Like if you're me, I don't, you know, I don't have a family or children. Oh, I have a family. I don't have kids. Like I'm not, not someone's parent. (laughs) Um, so my priorities are only on myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, so for me, like I, um, I push myself a lot and I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, there's definitely a line. The answer is yes. Um, but I think it's a lot further away than people think that being said, um, I, I think for the most part in like, I don't want to say like this country, but like our society and the way people live, I think most people, um, aren't, they're probably doing less than they think they can. Um, but it's really important to start small. It's really important. That's fair. Be nice to you. Yeah. Yeah. And on like on the topic of just health and like fitness in general, I kind of, I don't know if you wanted to touch on this, but I kind of wanted to touch on this a little bit. Um, mental, physical, and then there's food for me, you know, because (laughs) I feel like that's a portion of fitness that, um, not that it's not talked about as much, but just like, can get in the way for some people. Like I love food. So the idea that I have to maybe give up some things to reach like a certain fitness level is really hard for me to mentally like wrap my mind around, but not that it's like mutually exclusive. Like I can still go to the gym and maybe enjoy my thing, but I don't know. I just, I was wondering like what the role of food is in like the CrossFit community or just how, or in your personal experience, like if that's been relevant at all? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I see it. I mean, I'm, I've been working with uh, a couple of nutritionists recently because I'm kind of trying to figure out what works best for my body, but, um, okay. See, that is one of the things I'm also the most curious about because, and, and okay. 
I'm so sorry because I just asked you this question, but this just sparked something in me. Um, Just in terms of nutrition, like there's, I'm so curious as to how much genetics plays a role in terms of like what your ancestors ate. And like, for example, like I'm Irish. I cannot imagine cutting out like starch, you know, or like potatoes or like, or carbs in that capacity. Um, or like meats even, I feel like it's like a very meat, potato, vegetable. That's what my ancestors ate. I think my body probably needs a bit of that, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, well, to go off that, that's a great, that was a great thing to go off of. Cause, um, I, I personally believe, and I've heard lots of people talk about it. Um, you know, the biggest problem with most people's diet is just processed foods and sugar. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, if you want to eat like mostly meat and I mean, I say mostly meat, whatever. Yeah. 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 Potatoes, whole foods that come from the ground. I mean, you can't really go wrong. I really don't believe that there's, um, such a definitive amount of food that every person should eat, you know, like, like people overeat and that's Mm -hmm. a problem, but I really think from data that I've seen and just a lot of influences, it's like the worst thing is the processed food. Mm -hmm. Like you're just eating meat and cheese. I mean, that's like keto, whatever. We're not going to label things, but um, if you're just, if you're eating like whole foods, I eat like so much fruit. It's insane. <laughs> really? It's just my food of choice. Like that's what makes me feel good, you know? And it's, yeah. it's, you know, some people might think it's too much sugar, but it's like the real food. It's like, it's real food. Um, yeah. and then some people, um, I'm trying to think of a good, like starchy example. <laughs> um, I mean, potatoes are, I don't think potatoes are the worst thing for you. Um, I have a very, I'm like looking at all sorts of like different like ideologies behind food. So I don't want to be too opinionated, but, um, no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm curious because I think that that does play like a major role for people, um, who like want to get more into fitness, but like the food, it's like not even just the exercise. It's like, Oh, but do I have to change my whole diet? Like what, what am I going to have to cut out? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think like, like when I started fitness, I was kind of just eating like whatever and eating pretty unhealthy. Um, I still got, and then I think you like start to crave the better things anyway. Like they, they feel better and they fuel you. Well, and like some people will say like, Oh, I work out so that I can eat cake. And it's like, I, I don't know. I just, if I'm working out so much, like I'm not about to ruin that with like, I, and I know people will just live a little, I'm sorry. I mean, just then I think of the patients that I've had that mm. the cycle and the, um, my body is just too precious to me to justify like wanting to just binge on things like that. And I don't think that like a little bit here and there is terrible, but, um, just what we're fed with media and what, you know, what we're shown to eat and what we're told to eat and everything, there's a lot of poison out there. So yeah. I think, amount is very specific per person. I do think people tend to overeat, but, um, and I'm very guilty of that. (laughs) Um, but quality of your food, I think should be number one. Um, like you're feeling your body and, and you bring up a great point. I didn't address this, but what your ancestors eat, like, what did we eat (laughs) when we were evolving from, from, you know, uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I think it has to, it has to matter, you know, yeah. like what were we eating when we were evolving? We were eating like meat, plants mm-hmm. and food from the ground. Like that's what our body wants. The, the way that, um, the studies that people have done with like how your body reacts when you're given sugar and processed food, it's, it's, it's just not, it's poison. Like, I know it's, this sounds really like harsh to say, but it's- no, I, I had um, a neighbor growing up who was allergic to high fructose corn syrup. And I often was just like, that must just be so good for her body. <laughs> she, yeah. she just can't actually break it down. Yeah. And there's so much out there. It's, it's pretty um, daunting when you start like trying to commit to eating like only whole foods. It's like, 
everything. Well, it's else. also expensive. Like yes. that's yeah. like part of the problem is just, it's not accessible to a lot of people, um, which is so twisted, you know, it's like, it's bizarre. This contract was actually in DC. Oh, really? And, uh, I saw a lot of um, organizations that would, their whole, you know, their whole goal was to bring foods to whole foods to less, you know. Yeah. Advantage. I have a friend actually that works uh, or worked for DC greens. Yeah. Um, and I think that they did something like that. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. really important. Um, but even once you, I feel like even once you have that basket of vegetables, a lot of people don't know what to do with it. You know, it's like, yeah, there's like good. so much involved in like the education, um, and the access that it's like such a, it's just a pipeline. It's anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole that I didn't mean to go down. <laughs> but, I'm still learning so much about that. It's, it's all, you know, it's, it's all very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's intimidating to you. And, um, I can't wait to learn more. I feel like I want to learn a lot more about nutrition and just how my body works. I, I often like joke that I wish like my body came with like a user manual. So I mm-hmm. would know, you know, what it, why it's doing the things, what it doesn't like. Yeah. Um, I wish I could know down the line, like what I'm sus- susceptible to when I age. It's like, it, it really oh, trips yeah. you up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, but yeah, I think like in general, just doing what, what, uh, feels, you know, what makes you feel good. I mean, like moving, you're supposed to move your body. You're supposed to feed your body whole foods. You know, you're not supposed to eat like processed foods and then you're supposed to sleep. Like, I, I know it sounds simple, but, um, people get caught up in, you know, the people get caught up in their lives and, and I'm certainly guilty of that. Um, but like one of the things that I started doing, was if like when you were asking me about is there a line mm-hmm. you know I used to um, I work nights so I used to um, even if I didn't get to sleep until like 10 a.m. or something I would still get up and go to the gym and I'd be working off of like four hours of sleep and then working wow. out going and working a 12-hour shift so it's like I started saying like if I didn't get at least I think six and a half seven hours I wouldn't I wouldn't go I wouldn't go to the gym and I actually saw myself get more fit really like, improved my fitness yeah Wow. That's, yeah. that's interesting. I think one of the other things with fitness, cause you know, we hear that all the time in life is like, well, you can't just do that. Like it's not accessible or I can't just like change my life. And I think at least something that I've discovered is the, the, just like the resiliency that comes with like doing something hard and learning, mm-hmm. you know, learning for me, like building confidence off of working hard and, um, pushing through challenges and stuff is like, there are, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to like force this on to everyone, but I do think that there's a certain amount of control that we have that people think we don't. Yeah. Um, well, like, it's like partially also just like accepting responsibility to a degree, yeah. um, which is also a challenge just to, to know that you can be responsible for mm-hmm. aspects of your life that feel yeah. out of control, but, um, being disciplined and saying yeah. like, going to eat that going to a party I mean I I I don't drink very much and it's not even because like I feel like I'm like oh that's terrible for me it's because I just like if I have like a couple like two or three drinks I will be so depressed the next day Mm. and it's just not worth it for me my days off are too are too uh, how long did it take for you to like figure that out I it's just like it's been recent too it's been like mostly since I started fitness it's really before even like this has been years in the making, but like going to a party and not drinking because I just know I will feel better if I don't. And again, like I went to New Year's and I had some drink. Like it's not like I'm yeah. like claiming to be sober, but I just it's just you're just that- like very in touch with your body. It sounds like yeah. It's, well, and yeah. just having discipline to make choices that make you feel good. It's yeah. not like you're making dis. I mean, you don't always have to make choices that are like, oh, this is discipline because I am disciplined and I am hard mm-hmm. work. I mean, yes, there's that part of it too, but there's a huge part of it where it's like, no, no, no. Like this makes me feel good. Like right. I feel great. Like I don't feel like depressed or down or like garbage like you know like when you're feeling your body right and moving right you feel so good and that's a huge part of it too so it's discipline but it's really I mean it almost doesn't feel like discipline sometimes it's like 
it's just not indulging in self-sabotage. It really, and I hate, you know, sometimes you sound to start to sound a little preachy, but for people that feel this and have experienced this, it's just, there's no other way. Like Mm -hmm. I, and I also think like, you know, if disaster were to strike and I, you know, tomorrow I would have to rechange, you know, like rewire my whole life. I would have the same priorities. It would be, what am I going to do today? That's going to make me feel like make my body feel good. And then my mind will feel good. So it's, you know, like it's transferable to all sorts of parts of life and all and disaster too. Like, it's not just like preparing yourself for the next day of, uh, you know, going to the supermarket and, and then going to the gym. It's preparing yourself. Like if something crazy bad were to happen in your life, like, are you going to have that mental resilience to be okay? Like your pot, you had a podcast recently that I wanted to touch on actually in where you were saying you were struggling to find a job and people kept saying like, Oh, you're going to be okay. You're going to fit. You were like, I know. I know I'm going to be okay. <laughs> like, I know I'm going to be yeah. fine. And that's, you know, that's, that's it. It's that right. And there. I did get a job. You did get a job. I and got a job. Yeah. yeah. And I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's tough. That's it's like, it yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're going to be fine. And it's like just preparing and, and being able to stay yeah. grounded each, each day, which I think is the challenge, but it seems like to me, you sound very grounded. Um, and I imagine that that's part of the um, at least in part, maybe about your profession is like being able to prepare for each day that might come. Um, what is it like being a travel ICU nurse? Um, it's, yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of, um, getting thrown in to like, you know, this is the hospital you're working in right now. And this is the system. You better learn it fast. There's a lot of that. Okay. Okay. Wow. I feel like I've heard of like two other people that do that, but I've never like gotten to talk to them individually about what that looks like or what it means. It's just so fascinating to me. What like inspired you to pursue that? I, when I started nursing, I, um, I always wanted to travel because it's like, it's a really unique opportunity. And, um, I don't know where I want to live. Like, I don't really, I have family in Virginia. Um, but I also have family kind of all over and I just wanted to, where did you grow up? I grew up in Virginia, in Richmond. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always something I want to do. And then I actually hit my two year, like right after COVID. Uh, so I was like, all right, we're going to do it now. Um, so I started traveling kind of with the herd of travelers that started with COVID. But um, that's so cool. It's fun. It, I mean, it's it's got its own mix of challenges. Um, but one of the one of the things that has made it so delightful for me is going to a new city and finding the CrossFit gym. So (laughs) what's been your favorite city? Um, well, I've so far, I've only done, I've only been to DC and then, and now Florida. Yeah. And they're both pretty equally as great so far. It's, are you, are you like a warm weather person? I, yeah, I, that makes it nice. (laughs) Yeah. And you get to choose where you want to go. You can choose places you might not know much about the hospital. Yeah. And, and it's nice. You do get paid a lot more, but I will say, I mean, this is, this is gonna make me sound like the biggest, like, you know, whatever, but, um, the pay is great, but you really do get dropped into a spot. Like you, you just kind of show up, you get onboarded super fast. Uh, and then you have like one day of orientation and then that's it. Does that so, like, do, do you like get adrenaline from that or does that stress you out? Like, I feel like not everyone is built for that. If anyone out who might be listening to this is a nurse, it brings back some of those new nurse feelings where okay. you're like, I feel super incompetent. I'm like imposter sure. syndrome, like yeah. self-doubt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of have to fight that, which I like. I like that to a certain extent. I think it's, I like fighting it because it's like, no, it's good. I'm good. We're doing the job. It's fine. I mean, Um, you must be so adaptable at this point. Well, uh, I'm trying to be again, it's only my second assignment. So it's, I I think each time it gets easier, like DC was my first assignment and 
I felt way more flustered in that assignment than I do now. This assignment, it was like day two. I was like, okay, I have like a little bit of a a grasp on this. Um, But yeah, it certainly is a lot of adaptability. And it's a lot of like being comfortable being on your own and being alone. Like I I do go to the gym for my social outlet, but uh, outlet, but like I, you know, I don't have like a huge group of friends down here. So is is this something that you always like wanted to do or was it just a later decision? It was, it was definitely something I wanted to do, um, from nursing. I was always, I always had it in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, but it's also just like, I don't really know how much longer I want to, I want to do bedside nursing. It's, it is quite a tough place to be. Um, the things nurses are talking about right now are very, very true. And luckily, like I separate myself from the, from the really like negative parts of it pretty well, I think just because I do so much to control my own life, my own health. So Mm -hmm. when I see other people in situations, like I, 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 I certainly empathize and I'm compassionate. Um, but you know, like my first job I worked with people, I worked with liver transplants, people that had been drinking their whole life. And it's just kind of easy to separate yourself when you make a decision to steer away from that lifestyle as best Mm -hmm. as you can. Um, So do you mean like the way that like nurses are talking right now about how they're like being treated by patients? Um, treated by patients, but I mean, the patients are always, there's always going to be sick people. There's always going to be, I mean, to me, that's, whatever uh, that's part of the job you can't go into nursing and not expect yeah. it to be like people that are abusive not all the time but a lot of time they're just confused or like there's some they're so sick it's like it sucks and that's not acceptable but the problem is is hospitals it's it's oh the sure yeah the pay and the you know the lack of um you know like a Support. new hospital and like DC or Maryland that gave out pet rocks in nurse week, which is like kind of funny, but also like, are you serious? Like, oh stupid. my God. Like, that where it's like, um, like when I was in DC, I was making more than these nurses that were getting, uh, overtime just dangled in their face. And it was like, okay, so you're asking your, your staff nurses to work six shifts a week, like more and more overtime per shift that you pick up. It's right. Like, do you not see what is going to happen with that? People are going to get so burnt out. They're going to leave. And it's just, yeah. that's the fresh, that's really a frustrating part. Cause if it, if we had more staffing, it would make the job so much more enjoyable. <laughs> and okay. so I know, I know what you're talking about now. I remember seeing a New York times article about this, how like there's not a shortage of nurses. It's yes. just the administrative aspects of the hospitals are so poor that like, be- Yeah. Like, it's just, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't see it changing without it breaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That is so scary. I mean, it's just kind of like historical, like they're yeah. not good. No one's, everyone's greedy, you know? Okay. Give Myself. us some hope. Give us some hope though. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, so hope. Um, <laughs> no, God um, forbid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, Yeah. No, it's, I mean, nursing is a great profession. Um, You're not feeling burned out yet, which is important. uh, A little bit. bit. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, No, it's there. It's yeah, that was a really negative spot to end, I guess. (laughs) No, no, we're not. We don't have to end on this. Don't worry. Um, No, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's a loaded question. It helps a lot though, because, um, what, like, what keeps you wanting to go in? What keeps you like wanting to like do this? Usually it's, it's people and like having some fun during my shifts and stuff. There are redeeming qualities. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, my first job was, um, like some of the, uh, I actually, the reason that I stayed in, um, I went to school in Ohio and the reason I stayed up there was because of my nurse manager. And then like, ever since then, I've really only met managers like her. Like I've, oh, good. I've somehow, I feel like I've dropped into like some of the, like most, um, some of the happiest little units so far. That's great. Me. I was yeah. just talking about this recently with someone about how like 
it's crazy to me that some people are, are managers when they are just so clearly not supposed to like manage people. Like it's, it's weird that you can just yeah. get promoted into a manager role when you are, it's just not, it's just not a right fit. Like there's so many bad managers that I've seen out there and I'm like, this is just this is just making everyone's lives 10 times harder simply because you are not built to manage people. Yeah. I don't know why that's just like the next step. Well, you have to know that like you, you have to like no you're not going to make everyone happy but um you should at least, I think like listening to people is really important. So that's that's one of the things I like my the hospital in DC it was so cute. It was, it, it was using, it was unionized. I say cute. It was a huge hospital, but it was unionized. Um, and they had these like amazing, amazing, uh, break rooms with like, uh, uh, they had like a garbage disposal and like all sorts. Of, and they had like this meme wall that they would change it every week. And I would like post them on my Instagram and every week people would be like, Oh, this is my favorite part of the week. And Aww. the good thing about a hospital, the hospital in DC was the unit I was on, they were doing everything right. So they were keeping unit morale. They were, you know, it was like a really positive place to be, I, I felt. So that was really cool to see that there are places that like they're actually, you know, they're those units, they're doing the things that they need to be doing to keep staffing and stuff within, you know, the resources that they have. It yeah. just has, you know, has to come from higher up places too. Yeah. I want to draw this parallel really fast because um, this just made me think like, about a topic that I've touched on in previous episodes, but it still means a lot to me. Um, just like being intentional with where you're spending your time and like being present. Um, and I like, I, I mentioned previously how the word occupation, I think makes more sense to me than the word job, just because it is how you're occupying your time. And I think this really like circles back to what you were saying about showing up to the gym and like trying to do it by yourself or like not really interacting with other people, like not being present versus how much more you get out of things when you show up, you're present, you know, you're, you're making the most of your time in that space. And you can see it like both in the gym and in your workplace. Like when people just show up and they're engaged and they're like social or just at least putting themselves out there a little bit, like how much more you get in return. Oh, absolutely. Crazy. hundred percent. And especially in, you know, if you're working in a job that's not necessarily like fun or, you know, nursing yeah, is like yeah, yeah. It's a hard job and you're there because people are sick, but everyone's got to be there. Like it's fun if you make it a little mm-hmm. fun and you know, like, yeah, that a hundred percent, I, I totally buy into that. And that's how I, that's how I, like enjoy my job I try to at least it's like I try to like interact with people and have a nice night with my coworkers. we're all there you know yeah I mean I had jobs in the past like when I was younger where I just had that mindset of okay I'm gonna get in I'm gonna get out like I'm just gonna get this over with but it was never it was miserable the whole time I never enjoyed the job I never enjoyed the people I like I almost wanted them to forget me you know like it was it's weird but you don't get anything in return from that you know like you don't you don't walk away with anything substantial um or like all that meaningful at least in my experience so I think it's really important to like learn that you can actually get a lot out of every space you walk into, if you just like lead with that, lead with yeah. being present. Yeah. And I think that's, that's key to when you look at jobs that are like a little bit of the grind, you know, yeah. cause I think that's super important to like work really hard. Um, I think if, I think there's like, there's, that's, that's a whole nother conversation though. Cause there's the like working really hard and then there's the like, are you really like, are you doing something that's worth working hard for that mm. whole thing? But, um, yeah, I th- yeah, I totally agree with that. Or like, um, I don't know if you have if you're you're doing something that you maybe maybe even if you don't necessarily love it, just like making the most of it and not being super miserable. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I I'm so inst- I'm so interested in that right now because there's like a social pressure now with our generation where it's like you need to work, you need to make money but you also need to be doing what you love. 
Oh, I know. I know. Well, that was like part of part of the reason that I kind of pivoted in the first place was like, I was seeking stability and that I wasn't getting that doing the thing that I loved necessarily. Um, but my priorities changed a little bit and, but it's weird. Cause I still love that thing. And I'm trying to find like where, like where I place it in my life. Yeah. It's very confusing. It's yeah. really, it's really difficult to navigate. And I think it's asking a lot. Um, to, uh, my mom says this all the time too, like how, how your partner is supposed to be like your best friend and your confidant and your like, da, 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 and like, da, 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 all the, you know, that yeah. list goes on and on. And I think the same can be, um, end up being true. And like the job that you're doing is it's supposed That's to be, so to check all your boxes, to be that yeah. fulfilling. That's so interesting. I've never thought, I've never thought of it that way, but you're so right. It's like, yeah, people will look at a partner to like check all the boxes. And then some people will say they don't need to check all the boxes. But then, and then the same way with a job, it's like, this needs to get, you know, I need to make six figures and be fulfilled and feel like I'm not working. And it's, yeah. like, I mean, it, I'm, some people totally find that. I do believe that, but yeah, but I, I mean, I think just like, even you look back historically a little bit, we were all a part of like a village somewhere, you know, like they like, you know, like yeah. literally how they say it takes a village to raise a child. Like each person has something different to offer. You're not going to get everything from yeah. one individual. Yeah. You're not going to get everything from one job. It's, it's yeah. like, it's kind of tripping me out right now. <laughs> Just thinking no, about I, it, but yeah, I that too, where it's like some people in a partner, like they, they have like their life partner where they like, you know, lean on them for like paying bills together, raising kids together, but mm-hmm. they don't like work socially. They have another, you know, they have their other people for that or something. Mm-hmm. Some people it's like, they only, I mean, I know a couple that they work together at one of my old jobs. They, they work in the same unit now and like they're married, they live together. So that means that they're spending like for the most part, almost 24 seven time mm-hmm. together. Some people couldn't, would not ever do that with a right. spouse. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean, totally to each their own. And like, this isn't necessarily going to be the case for everyone. I just think it's like worth looking at these things. Like if we're just going to bring it down to like the job stuff right now, like yeah. worth looking at it with a critical eye of like, what am I asking of this job? Yes. You know, am I asking it to give me a living wage? Yes, that's reasonable. Am I asking it to give me health care? Unfortunately, yes. But like, that's also reasonable. You know, what am I asking of this? The same of like, what is it asking of me? Yeah. It's like a weird thing that you just have to consider. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And every people are going to be fulfilled when they check the different boxes. Not everyone's going to be fulfilled with just the money, you know? Yeah. And well, I think it matters too. like what point in, in your life you're at, like what you're seeking. Like I said, I was trying to check off stability. Like that was really important for me. So nursing, at least for now, is checking enough of those boxes to keep you yeah. coming back. Yeah, for now. And okay. and that was the, one of the things with traveling. I can say this as like a huge positive. One of the things with traveling was that I didn't, I don't know if I'm, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to stay at the bedside, like, you know, how much, whatever, how much longer, but tra- I wanted to travel to figure some of that out to like explore what I like, see where I, you know, would want to live maybe, but, um, just like to see different things and experience different things. And it gives it, that's exactly what it does. So that's great. Do you think you'll, so you think you'll settle down eventually somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. I will. I mean, there are some people that travel for years and years, so I don't know who knows, but, um, I can see myself wanting to just kind of, you know, plop somewhere and just stay be a little bit of a homebody. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay. Well, I don't want to keep you much longer, but, um, I kind of want to circle it back just in terms of like a piece of advice that you would want to leave us with, like for, whether it's for like women who, um, want to get into this world, like this, the world of strong women or like the CrossFit community, um, or just anyone in general, but like what kind of pieces of advice you would leave that I guess I think the biggest thing is um if you're starting like start small um and uh 
I could go on for just hours about muscle and not one, you know, people not wanting to look muscular and it's really just, it's a societal thing and whatever, but, um, I won't go off on that, but I, I think no, you can actually like completely go off on that a little bit. <laughs> I, I give you permission. Cause I'm also oh. curious. Well, I, I, I mean, my thing with, I love being muscular. It's, I love it so much. Like I feel sexiest when I'm like lifting heavy barbells and like, it's just, that's my thing. And, um, I wish, and I hope that more women sign on to that and I'm seeing it change and I love seeing it change. But the other thing that, um, I will say about CrossFit is like the thing that makes it special is it really doesn't matter who you are. Like, it doesn't matter that you're a woman, a girl, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, no one cares. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's not even like CrossFit is very pro-female for sure. It's very like equalizing because because nobody cares. So you walk into the gym and there's this amazing video um, by this guy, his name's Patrick Cummings. And he actually does a podcast that I listen to with Ben Bergeron and it's called Chasing Excellence. And I love that podcast, but um, he did this video and it's called Potential. You can look up on YouTube, CrossFit okay. Potential. And it makes me cry every time I watch it. And because he talks about when he was growing up, uh, he had an older sister who like, he, she was athletic and she would, you know, beat him on the basketball court and just having that energy around him, just having a, a, a woman, like, it wasn't even like someone who's better than him. It's just having a girl be good at sports. Like a, he didn't see it as something particular or something different. Mm-hmm. It was just how life was for him. So when he showed up to his first CrossFit gym and he was beat by all the girls in the class, he didn't expect any less. So it's like, that's, like it doesn't matter that you're a girl like I'll show up to the gym and you know the the guys will expect me to you know do the workout just as well as them and it's or whatever it doesn't matter everyone's on the same playing field um so that's I mean I that's not really advice but I think think it's a way to look at uh, fitness a little differently because it just takes away the um it, takes it away. feels really obvious at this point, but it yeah. has changed. I think like you touched on, that's not always how like we've viewed it societally or like how it's been accepted. Um, yeah. but now it seems like, well, duh, of course, yeah. everyone is like, is equal and can accomplish yeah. the same things in yeah. that space. Yeah. Well, and, and it just, um, it takes away the, the conversation of like, are women as strong as men? what whether or not they are is irrelevant because mm-hmm. we're gonna all do this workout and, and I'm expecting you to try your hardest and and put out the effort and that's and then that's it like it doesn't matter how much weight people are lifting if it's hard for you and you accomplish something that's the point um, for some reason that just really took me back to like third or fourth grade I vividly remember arguing with a kid in my class over like whether or not ballet was as like athletic as football. And we just went, we went back and forth for so long. And I don't know why I just thought of that, but, um, he really didn't want to listen to me. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and the thing is, is like one of the things Patrick Cummings says is it's killing, he says our weakness as men, he says our weakness by the exhibition, by the exhibition of their, uh, strength. So it's like, you know, me showing up to the gym, you know, if, if there's a guy that shows up, that's never done CrossFit, I'm probably going to beat him. And that's not to be cocky or, or whatever, but it's just like, you can't be afraid of that. So Mm -hmm. for a guy, you can't be afraid of that, of women beating you, but for a girl, you can't be afraid to beat the guys too. And, and then it just, it just takes that all away. And I think that's the equalizer. And then, um, and then there's the whole, like, you know, muscle and looking, looking strong and looking like you're capable. I mean, I, I totally believe that like the only reason women are supposed to be muscular is because like we were societally taught to be like a little frail and to shrink a bit historically. Yeah. Be small. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's all, that's neither here nor there, but, um, uh, if you're, it's like a whole, it's like a whole bigger conversation, truly. But yeah. if you're treating your body right or you're treating your body well, I don't want to say there's a right or wrong, 
if you're eating well and you're exercising, you're probably going to have muscle. And then it's going to, you know, it's going to prepare you for life and getting older. I mean, the way to not age is to do weightlifting and build strong bones and stuff like that. So it's, it's all connected and it's, um, it's, a sh it's definitely something we should fight as far as, um, girls being afraid to have muscle. It's, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, um, and your experiences and your stories and anyone listening who is thought about it, who has thought about it or is curious about trying it. This is your sign. Give it a shot. See how you feel. It's okay. Yeah. Start small. It'll be fun. There's no, there's no and if you have any questions about it, you can always, um, hit up Eva. <laughs> she will yeah. answer anything. I oh, hope I don't want to speak for you, but, um, Oh, you can also go through me if you'd like. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And where can people find you? Um, I'm just my Instagram. I'm, I'm on Instagram at Eva Cat, E-V-A-K-A-T. Perfect. Um, well, thank you, Eva. I really appreciate it. This has been wonderful. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Thoughtful Intentions with Fiona Winch and Eva Katzeros. <laughs>